Hi, and welcome to the Working Tools Podcast. Today we will be discussing Masonic Tattoos. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our opinions and thoughts are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions, either here on YouTube or on our Facebook page. We'd also appreciate a thumbs up and especially any comments on our videos. Podcast. I'm Worshipful Brother Stephen Chung from Prince Charles Lodge in Cologne, British Columbia. And we have our regular host with us, very Worshipful Brother David Colbeth of King Solomon Number 160 in Auburn, Washington. And very Worshipful Brother Matt Appel from Mill Creek Number 243 in Edmonds, Washington. And our special guest host tonight to uh, discuss the Masonic tattoos and symbolisms is Brother Dave Barron from Mount Garibaldi in 127 in Pemberton, British Columbia. Welcome. How you doing, Dave? Doing great. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, Fantastic. Good. So we should say that if, if Dave looks familiar, he's one of the, the original podcast team, the one of the original tools, if you will, in the <laughs> podcast. Nicely put. <laughs> so welcome back. This is a family show. Guys, been a minute. That's for sure. Awesome. So, Dave, why don't you tell us how you how uh, you see um, uh, the symbolisms and Masonic tattoos and and their connections? Well, where to start? Right off the bat, eh? Um, I'd have to say that. Uh, 90% of the tattoos I do now are very symbolic in nature because my clients know me for this. Um, I feel that a tattoo is more than just something that you put on your body for other people to look at you. It's for yourself. It's deeply personal. It creates a feeling within that can affect your entire life. You know, you wake up in the morning, you look at your tattoo, especially if it's a Masonic tattoo, and you're very proud, uh, very proud brother to show that off that can carry with you all day long as you uh, walk through your life. And, um, you know, as a Mason myself, every symbolic tattoo in a way, like every tattoo I do is Masonic because it is done by a Mason. So there's certain principles and uh, things that I take into account when creating the artwork, whether it's uh, how I lay it out geometrically what uh, specific symbolism is in it and um, I guess you could say the uh, kind of the morality behind what I do because there's specific tattoos that I won't do and other times when people come to me with symbols that I know you know shouldn't necessarily be put on your body if you want to you know grow up one day and have kids and a family so I do everything I can to always 
kind of push the tattoos towards being, uh, you know, representative of truth and uh, compassion, you know, brotherly love, those different aspects. And um, it's, you know, it's, it's really hard to make a distinguishing um, break between a Masonic tattoo and every tattoo that I do. Because, uh, you know, I might do a tattoo that's a square and compass, but then I might do a tattoo that is just sacred geometry, but I base it on all the uh, geometric principles that exist within the square and compass and take all those things into account. So clients may get Masonic tattoos without even realizing that it's Masonic because it's done by somebody who is a Mason and, you know, deeply follows that, uh, the symbolism and, uh, the, you know, the principles behind it. How long, how long have you been a tattoo artist? Um, well, that's a, that's a hard one to put a number on because it's like asking how long somebody's been drawing pictures for. But I bought my first tattoo gun when I was 17, tattooed myself, did terrible job right here. First tattoo ever right there. I think my parents and family were quite surprised. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, continued just tattooing friends and, they, I started as what they would call a basement scratcher, somebody with no renown, uh, you know, somebody, you know, you're paying kind of cheap rate because you're coming to my house and I'm tattooing you and I'm just learning as I go. And then um, in 2013, I decided to take it to the next level and, uh, you know, raise that bar for myself and open Method Tattoo. And ever since then, we've always been pushing uh, our quality and, um, you know, the, we're constantly focusing on our relationship between our creative insight internally and what we're putting on people. And, you know, we, we take it more serious than just a tattoo. It's a, a deeply personal, energetic, symbolic thing you're putting on somebody. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of taken my whole life because as I've studied philosophy and the esoteric side I've been tattooing so you see that reflection as I go forward and um, I start to see the connection more so than this thing that's just a physical uh, like you know skin deep type of situation to something that's uh, you know a lot deeper and you know, more meaningful than uh, even I could possibly imagine to some people. Yeah. How long have you been a mason? I have been a mason for Officially two years now. It feels like three because I spent a year just hanging out outside Lodge waiting well, to Steven, go in. Steven wouldn't let you in. <laughs> He's a little farther uh, from me. But, no, no. Uh, well, he talks about going to is it Puerto Rico. He's, 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 you're muted, Steven. Cuba. Cuba, that's right, Cuba. And did you talk, didn't you say that there's guys that have to stand outside and watch the bicycles or motorcycles or something? He's nodding, so he's saying yes. Yeah, so I, you know, I, know, I know in some parts of the world, there literally is a year or more of you know, watching, yeah, motion, yeah. Watch, watching motorcycles. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I did. I sat in the room and outside of Lodge, had no idea what was going on inside and, uh, you know, uh, went to all the, you know, we do the the – Robert Burns night and stuff. I went to that uh, to get to know the brothers and allow them to get to know me and stuff like that. Nice. Eventually they let me in. I, I guess I must have done something right. So this is a bit off topic, but just is that a common place in your lodge that that people uh, there's a year or so process of of getting to know everybody before you 
Not that I've noticed, um, because a lot of people that come in have friends and family that are Masons already, where I have absolutely no background in it whatsoever. What kind of led me to Masonry was uh, a bunch of uh, my favorite writers who I really respect and, um, you know, the search for knowledge and, and looking, looking deeper into life. So I was always curious about it. I had tattooed a few clients who were Masons in, when my shop was down in White Rock. And I've, it's kind of always been on my mind. And the, the more I study things, the more I was interested. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take the step. I'm going to send an email to Grand Lodge. And like, what do, what do I got to do? What, like, what is this even? You know, how, do I, how do I go about figuring it out? Because I've always wondered. And uh, that was the right way to do it, I guess, you know, just ask the questions. So what I did is I, you know, I didn't want to be in a rush. So we took that year of me coming down to each meeting. I would hang out for festive board and stuff like that and just allow them to, to get to know me and make sure that, uh, you know, I get to know them and we all mesh together well. And I don't know if any of you have been to uh, Mount Garibaldi Lodge. It's uh, pretty relaxed and the brothers are... Uh, you know, always uh, very, very welcoming. It's been a great experience. I really enjoy it. We actually started this podcast when I wasn't quite fully a Mason. Hmm. Interesting. So I have uh, uh, a couple of um, images I can share. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but uh, let me see here. Well, he's working on that about what percentage of your clientele are, are Masons. Is it a very I small percentage? I would say right now just a very small percentage just because I've been in it such a short period of time. And my lodge is actually down in Squamish, so it's an hour and a half away from where I live. Oh, wow. Okay. So because in Pemberton, we're kind of – we're just north of Whistler and then – you know, everything east of us is kind of, you know, you go to Lillooet, but nobody goes to Lillooet unless you're going fishing or snowmobiling and stuff. So we're kind of on the fringes. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've tattooed a few brothers from the lodge now and then, uh, you know, former clients who are Masons. And I'm sure I've tattooed Masons that I didn't even know uh, at the time, you know. Um, they tend to be sneaky like that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now if I share this, there we go, screen two. Okay. What are you this? So, this is my other lodge brother from Kelowna, Bill, who on his 60th birthday had a bunch of these tattoos made so we could have them on our shoulder. Now, this fake tattoo. This is just a good example of a fake tattoo. Okay. Just, just, just so we have a comparison, you know. <laughs> and I'm now this one, this is uh, the one on the right shoulder of my back, right? <clears throat> Which, you know, it has a blend of the Scottish Rite and uh, the Square and Compass, etc. Right? I had that one. Uh, that was my first tattoo, and uh, it was. I thought designed fairly well, except it's on my shoulder and I can't see it, right? So <laughs> kind of got bummed, and and then I ended up doing my uh, my uh, right shoulder. Uh, however, I don't have a picture of it. I don't know why um, on there. I guess 
There you go. Oh, ah, good. I see. Right. So I've got the Demolay Square and Compass, or I've got the Demolay Crest. Yeah. <clears throat> I've got the All Seeing Eye. I've got the Pillars, the Broken yep. Column, and the other one. Right. And that was, hang on, uh, late. There. Don't know how well that's showing up on the screen or not, but anyway. Oh, yeah, we can see what's going on there. So yeah. that one I had um, put there and, and redesigned so that I could actually see the art and appreciate it on a regular <laughs> basis, right? Yes. Yeah. What Dave said at the beginning is very true. They're very personable and or personal, and usually have a deeper meaning. This particular one that I put on my uh, shoulder that I just shown kind of is my journey from Demolay into masonry with a few of our important symbols. And um, so there's a, there's a lot of, uh, it, it invokes a lot of thought about my years in Demolay and my entrance into Freemasonry. Um, and some of the, the things I learned right away. And um, I'm, uh, I'm glad that I had that one done so that I could, because um, every time I see it, it, it makes me think about different things, different aspects. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, something that I always talk to my clients about is, um, you know, often I'll have people come in, they want a tattoo, but they don't know what they want. And uh, the best way I explain it is a, is a tattoo often is it's kind of a bookmark at the beginning or the end of specific important chapters in your life. So it's really important to have that mark because, you know, it's easy to move on in life and forget about these things. But having that little, uh, that little reminder is always great, you know, every time you look in the mirror. Plus, it's not hanging on your wall at home. You get to walk around with it. If it's hiding under your sleeve, you know you're secretly a badass and nobody knows. You know, that helps in social situations. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I should ask, David, do you have any tattoos? So my standard line, so I, uh, That sounds like a yes, but. Careful. <laughs> uh, this, again, this is a family show, so I've got to be careful what I, uh, no, I, <laughs> I was in the army and uh, I, I enjoyed the ale. And what uh, <laughs> was in a, a tattoo parlor many times after uh, enjoying myself. I've even had a few picked out. But my standard line now is, "But have you ever seen a bumper sticker on a Ferrari?" <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a totally joy. I, I love, I do love the artwork and I love the concept of it. But no, I have not uh, not participated in that yeah. yet. Uh, other, than, other than the Bill's sixty tattoo tile style. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I. I did have, um, uh, what do you call it, a, a philosophy years ago. I was never, ever, ever going to get a tattoo. Why would I scar my body, mark my body? It would just make it so that people could differentiate between me and my twin brother. And, I, you know, like there's some benefits to, the, you know. And so I, I just. Is he I as good looking as you, though? Well, you know, how he's. He, he, He's, yeah, what do you call it? Emulated after this beauty. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I always said I was never going to get one. And then when I was 40 and met my second wife, 
she had a couple of tattoos and um uh so of course i naturally grilled her as to why and what and you know the, and so she'd tell me the stories about them and uh, again it had a lot to do with the meaning and there was a, a milestone in her life and um that's what got her to get these tattoos and um at the time i was uh doing soul searching and all that because uh you know i recently gotten separated and divorced and all that fun stuff and um you know, you, you, you do a lot of reflecting in those times, right? And Demolay was um, a very important part of my life. And um, at Masonry, uh, I had uh, been in Lodge for 10 years, and I was enjoying it. And then it was like, you know what? Yeah, okay, I, I can see the, the reasonings behind somebody getting a tattoo. And that's so I said, okay, well, you know, I guess it's not all that bad. I should try it. Why not? And, you know, my, my only regret was the fact I, of poor choice of placement because I was doing it for a purpose of um, memories and uh, importance to me. And I can't see it. So, you know, it was uh, – very disheartening that part because I, I made a bad choice on where I had it placed. So of course I had to go and do that second one there and, and you know, where <laughs> I could, you know, have it seen and I could see it all the time. And yeah. uh, I, I'm really glad I did, you know? So, so Matt, how about you? Where's your tattoo? I also don't have any. I threatened when I was in the Navy, I was in a couple of ports that uh, I threatened my wife I was going to go out and get one. And I was informed that I shouldn't return if I did. So I, uh, she was not enthusiastic. So I, I uh, have not yet done so. I, I don't know that I ever will. I'm not opposed to the idea, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that I, it's definitely like the way I explain it to people is, um, you know, not everybody should have tattoos. It's not, it's only if you feel the deep, kind of inner need to go out and put this on your body. If not, then there's really no point in getting anything because like at my shop, we specialize in one-off pieces, larger stuff that um, is all hand-drawn uh, per client. And the worst thing that I find or for me, because symbolism is extremely important uh, in my life, and uh, in, in my shop and my business, if you guys were here and walked through my shop, you would see a little kind of hint of Masonic symbolism in probably all of my paintings without me even really realizing it at the time until later when I became a Mason. I was like, oh, crap. I guess that's kind of... Uh... <laughs> but, um, you know, there's times in our lives where some of us, if we feel the need, you know, Steve, like you were, you were going through a time where it was necessary. And it's better to wait for those times. It's not something you want to rush. It's not something you want to just kind of, you know, fly into without thinking about it, unless you're that kind of person that, you know, doesn't care, which they do exist, uh, they're characters. But, um, you know, I definitely, it, you know, when people are like, oh, well, I don't have tattoos, I'm like, you know, that's, that's good, honorable, if anything, because it means you didn't just go out and get something just for the sake of getting it. You know, and if you're thinking about it, it's good to keep thinking about it. And, you know, I have most of my clientele is, um, you know, middle age, 
And um, I commend that because when somebody comes to me and they're, you know, 40, 50 years old and they're like, I want this tattoo and it's my first tattoo and I want this whole piece and I want to mean this. That's probably my best scenario where I do the best in is because now there's, there's a specific, um, I guess, feeling that goes along with that and purpose, you know, and it, it matters. That person uh, came to a point in their life where this is a milestone and they need to record that on their skin so that they remember it forever. Whether it's, you know, overcoming things or dealing with the loss of a loved one or, or any of those things, you know, and um, it's really important. It's not something to be taken lightly and it's, uh, you know, it's definitely, I definitely respect when people take their time and they don't rush into it. So how, how, how often is it someone comes in and says, I want this, or someone comes in and says, you know, gosh, I was thinking, you know, something with a flower and a whatever and a whatever. How, how much of the time is it your input and how much of the time is it exactly what they want, they say they want? Well, that kind of um, has changed throughout my career. When I first opened my shop, I kind of just had to tattoo anything that came in the door, anything anybody wanted. And then I had to learn to, even if it's something I don't like, like it's a feather with birds flying out of it. I've done that thousands of times. I can't even explain it or infinity symbols with birds coming out of it hundreds of thousands of times, but it's, it's important to me to take that and I'm going to make it the best one I've ever seen in my entire life. So I learned that. And then through my career, what has started to happen is I develop my own style without really trying to everything that I do kind of looks like I did it. And um, what happens is early in your career, you, you kind of, you have to take everything. It's just like an apprenticeship at any job. You got to do all the dirty work to understand every process and how it works, you know, and to understand every technique as you go and every style. So throughout that, I've gotten to the point now where it, it's very, people will come to me with an idea but now it's a hundred percent a collaboration. It's no longer, it's very rare that somebody comes to me and is like, I want exactly this. Um, usually they come to me and they say, you know, I want to represent this or, or if they come to me with no idea at all, they just have sort of an idea of what they want to do. I'll ask them, you know, what does this mean to you? What's the story behind it? Do you want to, you know, where, where are you at in your life right now? What things have you overcome or are dealing with that uh, you'd like to symbolize? And do we want it to be, you know, have a, like a dark mood to it that reminds you of something intense? Cause some people, you know, need kind of a slap in the face now and then with their own mind. And some people want something nice and light to look at, to have something to go towards. Right. So it, it, now I'm at the point where, um, most of the stuff I do, I just draw on the person with Sharpies right there by hand and they have very little input on what, the outcome is, but everybody's always happy. So it seems to work well. It's, uh, it's one of those things that I've learned through, you know, the, uh, I guess the esoteric side of things and the principles that I study and whatnot. Um, I've learned to take myself out of the process. Uh, the self being uh, my ego or the thing that says, you know, when you walk into a room, say you're a painter and you look at something or say you work on cars and you look at a car and you're like, Oh, that's, that's, that's terrible. It should be done this way. It should be done that way. You know, um, using judgment, that's putting yourself into something 
So what I've learned is to be able to take myself out and just draw. And when I do that, I'm, we're kind of, you know, um, doing this cool collaboration where we both, both of our energies in a way, or both of our feelings are harmonizing and what comes out is exactly what's meant to come out. I can always tell when it's the perfect tattoo is when I don't have to redraw it or I don't have to, you know, wipe off this little line. It just comes out perfect. And I don't even know where it came from. I look at it and I'm like, holy crap. I guess I did that. But is there a bit you know, of a meditative thinking, state that you go into as you're very much so. Yeah. yeah. I guess people call it like flow state or, yeah. you know, yeah. different things like that. But I basically, you know, the way it feels to me is like, um, you know, when two guitars are tuned in perfect harmony, you know, you pluck one string, the other resonates, you pluck this string, that one resonates. And that's kind of where I work every day. That's, that's what we do is uh, kind of, work in that way it's it's kind of an unquantifiable thing to explain or talk about but I, i'm sure you guys can kind of get the idea what I mean. well i know i appreciate his art david is or dave is the uh um artist behind our logo for the working uh -huh. podcast right and uh he created that for us so uh truly appreciate i'll have to show you the, i'll have to show you the page of of 50 working tools logos that I drew before I came close to that one. <laughs> that would be cool. That I've got to ask cool. you. I'll have to dig it out. I know it's kicking around somewhere. You said you're a, a graphic artist and, and obviously if you, you did the logo, you're, you're pretty familiar with that sort of thing. Did you do the painting behind you there? Yes. That's a painting I'm working on right now. Um, it's really important to me in my tattoo shop that we stand separate from every other shop. Um, I don't really consider us a tattoo shop per se. We're more of an art studio. Like uh, with my apprentices, I spend 90% of the time with them and their artwork itself. Uh, whether it's painting, so we do, we do acrylic, watercolor, oil paints, airbrush, spray paint, pinstriping, and each thing has a principle within it that you can carry through to tattooing. Because tattooing is just using a tool to do something, right? Like a carpenter isn't just a good guy. He's not like a sawer, right? He can do everything. He can use all the tools. He can use all the working tools that are available to you, you know? So uh, I really like to separate it and not say, you know, we're, I'm just a tattoo artist. I'm an artist that happens to use a tattoo machine as well as a paintbrush. And uh, in, in my shop, we do everything. We do graphic novels, uh, comic books. We do digital artwork for local businesses and signs and logo creation. We do vehicle wraps and stuff for race cars. And just, if I can do something different every day, then I know I've achieved uh, my goals with the shop. You know? Very cool. All right. Well, we're coming to that time of our uh, recording that we uh, would like to bid everybody a, 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 a fantastic rest of your evening and whatnot. Um, but in closing, Dave, do you have uh, any final comments on Masonic I, tattoos? Or I, the I, Steven, I think we might need a second show. I've got some questions I want to ask him. So All I, right. I, I'm, I'm just going to yeah. throw it two. out there that we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have a part two here. And All right. I've got some questions I didn't get asked. So okay. we well, got more thank, to come. Well, thank you very much for joining us for the episode one of Masonic Tattoos. And join us again for part two.